Empire. The time is now for esports to cross over into culture. As I'm out riding and connecting different people around the world, I'm still learning to think whether it's about a city or music or just culture in general. Uh, so I think when it comes to gaming and, and, and bicycle riding, like they, like they share those, like, like they have those like, like common connectivity points. That's Nigel Sylvester, BMX legend and influencer on growing up a gamer and now seeing its broad potential. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Nigel Sylvester has millions of views of his globe-trotting tricks. He's become a beacon for not only his sport, but for brands that associate with it. For him, esports was a hobby, but now, with the platforms exploding in popularity, he's riding a new wave in content and culture that feels unmatched. Greg Selko has been a serial entrepreneur with Xset Gaming, and the two appear to be of like mind about what the broad appeal of esports can be. Our guests this week are Nigel Sylvester, one of the most prolific professional BMX riders, extreme athlete, and major cultural icon and influencer, and Greg Selko, who's the CEO of Xset Gaming, X-S-E-T, and they are changing the way you will interact with esports through fashion, culture, etc. Thanks to both of you for coming on today. Thanks for having us. Hey, Greg, tell me a little bit about Xset first. Uh, what was the genesis of it and what is the goal of it? Absolutely. Um, so XSET is a, a new gaming uh, organization. And for those of you guys out there who don't know what a gaming org is, it's sort of one part uh, professional esports team. We have nine professional esports teams that compete, uh, you know, on the field, the virtual field. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, a lot of gaming uh, content creators, which we're, we're, we're now really building up. You know, gaming is sort of a, a mix between professional sports and lifestyle content because, you know, there's a, a, you know, a certain amount of people who are really into the hardcore competition, but there's 3 billion people uh, worldwide that game. Um, and not all of them are playing for the competition. It's for the entertainment value, the interest, the sort of personalities in it. And so XS sort of a new kind of org. And, and I'll tell you how we're different. Um, Couple of things. Well, one, we have Nigel Sylvester, so that makes us the best. Uh, but uh, we we basically um, saw sort of the gaming landscape and the other game, professional gaming orgs, and realized that you know there was a real lack of diversity. Uh, you know, a lot of women game. You know, people from all backgrounds, all races um, game, and a lot of the orgs looked and felt the same. And so we wanted to lean heavily into having an org that looked and, and felt like you know, the diversity we saw in America um, and globally. Yeah. Um, and then we also have a social good mission uh, as part of sort of our org ethos, meaning we wanted to contribute to, you know, gaming has a lot of positives and there's some negatives too. We wanted to contribute to the positives and in, in social interaction and also helping support causes we believe in. And I think the last thing that really makes us different is we kind of uh, really believe in a pop gaming lifestyle I and mean, the gaming is sort of at the epicenter of lifestyle and content now and we want to do a lot of things that I mean merch collabs I mean really interesting people who also game but have done things like Nigel uh, in you know 
uh, in their own, uh, you know, sort of field that they first got interested in or, or thing that they first got interested in. So it's a mix of, of those three, three items. Nigel, how did you involved in this, and, and are you a big gamer yourself? Yeah, so um, I've been I've been gaming my entire life uh, since I was a little kid, and I was playing Sega Genesis <laughs> with my brother, playing like Madden '95, and, and and things of that nature. So gaming has always been um, a creative outlet and a creative expression for me. You know, like grew up riding bicycles as well, but wasn't like when I wasn't on my bicycle or wasn't in school or stuff like that. Um, I would definitely game just to just just like it became another outlet to um, to just share and, and express myself and also just hang out with my friends. You know, it's something that like my friends and I did all the time. We would go to my boy Dwayne's crib and we would play Goldeneye all day for hours. So it was something that was just fun to do that you get to connect with your friends and stuff like that. Um, and I've known Greg. Um, for years now, we definitely respect like all the businesses that he's created and successful and successes that he has throughout the years. Um, so when Greg and, and Will, one of the other founders of EXA, um, when we had a, when we sat down and had a conversation about potentially collaborating together on EXA, um, it was a it was a no brainer for me. One because gaming is, is is something I do naturally, and two I just believe in the ideas that Excel was pushing forward, you know, like Greg spoke about having, um, bringing diversity into, into gaming, um, people from all walks of life, men, women, children, whoever. Um, I think, I think that's, that's super important. It's something that's very important to me as well. Greg, do you view this as a brand? Like you're going to be vice for gaming and that may be the wrong, you know, comparison, but I think, you know what I mean? Are you, are you trying to, to turn gaming into a lifestyle brand? And if you are, which one would you compare it to? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, we, we are a competitive esports organization and we're, we're winning. We have a great Bauer team. We have an all-female female go team that's like three-time world champion. So we take the esports part of it. Uh, but we don't think they're mutually exclusive. One helps the other. If you have a lot of interesting content creators creating content around with the DNA that's gaming but is lifestyle, it helps, you know, raise the profile of the competitive esports team. And if the competitive esports teams are winning, you know, everyone wants to support uh, teams that are successful, and that helps the content creation. But yeah, look, I've brands that I admire, like Nike, Supreme. Um, you know, I, I created a company called Carmel. Uh, you know, that's how I met Nigel back in the day. Will and I, uh, who's our one of the co-founders, and is doing a merch program. It was a lifestyle. Uh, e-commerce site that, that sold streetwear, but we also created Comedy TV, which was the first online video platform. We worked with a guy named Shomi, uh, who, uh, Lisa Media, who went on to start a Lisa Media, who's going to be doing some stuff uh, with XX. We think there's a real crossover between, like, you know, the gaming, the hardcore gaming competition, and then, you know, when people practice gaming, right, they're on Twitch, which is streamed, right? Yeah. So there's a, basically there's a, huge opportunity for the fans to really get to know, you know, the gamers, not necessarily always the pros, but the people who game and can do trick shots and do, it's just the same way, like, Nigel does, like, an amazing, you know, flip on a bike, or, or you know, you know, he's, he's basically does things that are, people admire because of the style and, and the way he does it. People do that in gaming, too, so I think there's a lot of analogies to that. 
and people look at the plays and the things that people do. Um, where they, they scope someone or they do something um, in Rocket League where they after they score a goal. It's really about the presentation and the, you know, the pageantry of, of, of gaming as well. I want to talk about the inclusivity aspect, Nigel, because you're, you're in a really interesting space here. Um, the things that you do, there are very, very few people that can do what you do. But if you were in a gaming space, it's a much larger tent of people who can literally relate to you. Has that kind of been your experience in interacting with your fans as an influencer and a writer and gamer? Have you found that to be kind of true? Yeah, for sure. So, like, when it comes to gaming, like, I'm not a gaming professional by any means. I'm, I'm like, when I'm playing the games that I'm playing every day, which as of recently has been a lot of Call of Duty, like, I'm learning new things as I go and as I interact with some of my friends when, like, like, like when we're doing, like, team matches and, and like, and, and group sessions, we're, like, teaching each other things all the time. And that's, like, I feel like a really cool part of, like, of gaming is, is that, um, is that connectivity and being able to share information and, and, and bond over um, this activity. You know what I mean? So when it comes to, when it comes to like bicycle riding, sometimes I've been doing like my entire life and, and, and I've been able to dedicate myself and work extremely hard to put myself in a position that is a very like rare position like within my sport. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely different than gaming. Um, but even in that, as I'm, as I'm out, riding and connecting with different people around the world, I'm still learning the things, whether it's about a city or music or just culture in general. Um, so I think when it comes to gaming and, and, and bicycle riding, like they, like they share those, like, like they have those like, like common, they have like those common um, connectivity points where we're just simply able to share information and learn the things. And I think I'm in that, I thrive in that space and I've, I love learning. So it's something I appreciate. Greg, let, let's go into inclusivity for a moment because you've mentioned here, Nigel has two as well, a couple of times about um, some of the social justice that seems to be at a part of this. Maybe you're addressing, there is some bullyism that occurs in some of these forums. Um, can you kind of talk about what those issues mean to you as you build XSET? Gaming is about having fun, right? So we want to, we, we're, we're not taking the, the fun out of gaming. And like, as, as Nigel mentioned, it's about connectivity. It's about, you know, getting people, getting together with other people who are passionate about gaming. It's not always about winning because if you go on an adventure, you're, you're, it's part of teamwork. It's like, you know, a lot of people play because they just love the game, right? And I think that's awesome about it, right? And it, it really is a, a, you know, the new form of entertainment and media, whether people are watching YouTube videos about gaming, whether they're watching, uh, you know, people stream, whether they're playing together, you know, and talking to each other, you know, calling, calling, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, to their teammates to, to, to work, work on like taking out another squad or whatever it is. But I think that that's great when it's good, but sometimes, you know, you mentioned the toxicity or the bullying, you know, as anything in life, it's not it's not regulated, and I don't think the answer is to regulate it uh, from above, but to actually teach people in the game because it's a new world, it's a virtual world, right? People communicating online, and there's also a little bit of that distance when you're online um, and you're communicating with people. You don't have to see them face to face. You may be playing with someone halfway around the world, and people can be harsh. People have said things that are, um, you know, in a you know basically you know, homophobic or racist or 
you know, just the general reflection of what you see in culture, that toxicity. And we're trying to, you know, we're not going to, by the way, you can't, we're not saying you don't trash talk or you don't compete. We, we're all about that. But there's a certain level of respect we want people to show each other. And we want to lead by example, not by, you know, preaching to people, but just showing like we can have fun. We have really cool, interesting people like Nigel, uh, like Sway Lee, like football players like Kyle Van Noy, like Minas Tess, who's a female Olympic athlete, skateboarder. You know, we're building a, a crew, a collective of people that share the values and that are really cultural influencers in a cool way and have done things that are really artistic and creative and are good people and want to see good things happen for the world. And by that, you know, we, we lead by example. Nigel, I'm curious what your thoughts are on the future of esports, which clearly has exploded, exploded. And you're, you've come from an interesting background with what you've done as a professional athlete, because as you know, through the years, BMX riding was a semi-professional thing. The X Games come along, the Olympics come along, it becomes a bigger and bigger thing. Um, what trajectory do you see esports on right now? Yeah, like, it's like, if we go back just even a few years and, and to see the explosion of, of, like, of esports, you know what I mean? It's pretty fascinating. You know, um, we think about how far technology has come and, like, how fast it's moving. Um, you're thinking about, like, just, like, how society is, is, is moving fast, how people are looking at things differently, how new ideas are, are changing the way we live. And, if, and I feel if esports continues to go in the trajectory that, that, that it's going, which I feel pretty confident to say that it will. Um, I think it I think it has like a really good chance or it will like in a like in a way like change the world, change change like change how we communicate, change how we compete. Um gaming's been around for, for a very long time and so many people use it as an outlet now to see that there are different gaming teams and organizations and competitions popping up. Um, the way that gaming is being in, injected in, in wait, the way that other cultures are being injected into gaming, you know, you start to see artists like a, a Sway Lee do certain like music or like album releases through platforms like, yeah. like Twitch or like other like, gaming platforms. And I mean, um, I feel it has the opportunity to be just as significant as other like major sports and major forms of entertainment, you know. Um, so it's, it's like it's an exciting space. It's, it's a developing landscape um and because it's something that's very natural to to myself to to greg and to all the other founders and and, and and teammates and and associates of i feel like we have a great opportunity to do something really special i, I know it's wild my eight-year-old knows who travis scott is because of Fortnite. um <laughs> you know you know what i mean like so things things have really i mean it has shifted in a way the paradigm has shifted where entertainment is crossing over um into this in a very fast an efficient way. Um, Greg, what's, what's the broad overview of esports? Like it feels like it's limitless. Um, where do you see it going over the next, you know, two, five, ten years? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head on a couple of things you said. And, and then I want to build on what Nigel said. It's like, look, gaming is not, this is just the beginning of where it's going, right? You know, gaming's going to get more interactive, more, more, more realistic, you know, VR and movement and, um, you know, uh, AI tools and stuff are going to make the experience more, you know, more like a real sport at some point where I think people will actually be moving and, and you know, be much more immersive. 
And so the whole world, like you, you said, uh, your son discovered Travis Scott through, um, through uh, you know, Fortnite. And, you know, obviously, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Marshmallow did that huge EJ event. And, it, and that, you know, that my daughter heard about that. She's, she's nine because of Jerry Marshmallow, because yeah. of that, because your son. So it's like, a, you know, you got to go where the, where the young people are and now increasingly the older people are. Uh, where the eyeballs are, where they spend their time. It's in, it's in gaming, right? And I think, you know, one of the things what I think makes Nigel such a good member of the team, not only gaming, but he's also part of, you know, giving ideas and concepts for, uh, you know, how we grow in the space as the space evolves. If you look at what he did with Go, right? I don't know if you're familiar with this series, but yeah. basically he you know, bites and, and, and does his amazing, like, you know, tricks and flips and stuff, but he goes to a city, right? you know, like or LA, like Dubai, London. And essentially like, you know, there's all sorts of music and entertainment folks and like friends that he's known over the years, but like, you know, Rick Ross or, you know, Steve Aoki, who I've, I've done stuff in the past. He's an amazing guy of, of, of Ferg from ASAP Mob Crew, like ASAP Ferg. And they pop up in the video, right? And it's like, he's already in some ways with Go done. I think that's almost like a, a archetype of how gaming is going to work, right? He's married DMX with, you know, uh, basically a one-cut shot art form video with celebrity appearances and people who are cultural influences and little Easter eggs and things popping up. All that can be done in the gaming space. It's not just about the hardcore competitions. It's about the experience. Like, yo, I saw, I'm, I'm in the game and, and the players got on Nike Dunks. I can buy those. I can, you know, or those are like, you know, not even released yet. And that's kind of like that you can get data on what people think of the stuff in the game. It's a virtual product. There's so many things that are going to, you know, are being gamified and are going to touch gaming all throughout culture. And we want to be thinking about it from a big macro perspective. I mean, Nigel's been amazing and contributing ideas. and We're going to do some really cool things with him and some of the other content creators, influencers in the, in the squad, and as well as our professional players. It's how we can innovate and push it forward and redefine what a gaming org looks like, feels like, and does. Nigel, I, I, for for you, because listen, a lot of people know who you are. A lot of people want to follow what you're doing, and they want to interact with you. As you have gone through that process through the years of interacting with your fans and growing a fan base, as you look at it through the prism of, of esports as well, how do you grow the interactivity amongst fans and groups of young people? Um, that's a good question. Um, similar to what like Greg said, but it's like the esports world and the esports industry is limitless. You know, we can talk about so much of it is based off of, of a virtual world where you really have no boundaries, you're able to do anything. So I'm approaching it in the same exact way um, that I approached my career thus far, living out my imagination and, and thinking, well, what are like the coolest, craziest, wildest ideas that we could bring to life? And when you apply that to a virtual world, like you can legit bring anything that I, that I can think of to life within that world, and and using those moments and that and that, and that creativity to one inform, two to educate, and then three just connect with um, people around the world. You know, and the fact that's what gets me so excited about the direction that esports and and e game is taking. You know, like when like we now like are. Like, like we're shredding away like those limitations and like what's possible um and that's exciting I'm, I'm, I'm excited to to flesh out 
these ideas that Greg and, and Nav have been speaking about and, and, and using XFET as a platform to like launch those things and, and share with the people um, who are into gaming and people who may be new to gaming. Um, I think that's very exciting. Greg, I'll give you the last word. Um, so uh, you are in the midst of building something. Um, do you know the answer to what does the gaming community want? And then secondarily, what do brands want to be associated with it right now? Yeah, well, I think I like I think the look. This is just my thoughts on it, and you know we could be wrong, but it sounds so far since we launched in in July, we've been getting so much uh, positive feedback from the fans and from the people who uh, you know are, are in the X that want to rep the set, you know, and feel like they're they're part of it. Is that you know I think we've definitely touched the nerve with bringing in this not only diversity but cultural diversity in terms of different athletes, different musicians. You know, we have a, a someone who's a, a chef uh, in Toronto. We're looking at signing that's also, he's also a gamer. Um, we're looking at a, a, a guy in, out of LA who's a clothing designer. He's actually a, like a, a, you know, an art, artist, artistic designer coming. We want to have this and be like, all right, all these people with different interests out, outside world. And people who are just interested in gaming and built their credibility in the gaming world all come together. And I think... That, that's what the fans want to see. They want to see creativity. They want to see cultural relevance. They want to see things that they see in the real world, like sneaker culture, like uh, hip-hop and electronic music, fused into their gaming lifestyle and make it feel more appealing to them because it's something they can relate with. Um, and I think, so I think gamers want, want, want to continue to see uh, new and exciting ways that we can blend culture into gaming. They also, you know, some of them want to, are really into the competitive side and really want to see players who are just really good, like the Jordans of the, of the world. But, you know, Jordan, obviously, Michael Jordan had so much influence on and off the court with, the, you know, sneaker and all the other things he did. I think he's a good example of someone who he was one of the first people to really change the culture of basketball to be more lifestyle, more fashion, all these other elements. And we also want to have, a, you know, a social good component. I mean, the Gen Z people, kids and, who are coming up in the world, they care about these issues. They, they're friends. You know, the country is, you know, getting more and more diverse. And they are, they're friends that they game with, they're home with. They're from all different backgrounds. And, and, and the world's changing. And we need to be part of that change and part of making the future. And I think, you know, those are some big, lofty ideals. But, like, we always go big. Everything we've done, and Nigel's an example of that, in terms of everything he's done. And I think the other guys, you know, other founders like Clayton Sparks, who's a Grammy-nominated DJ, Will, who's done projects with Supreme and OVO, and Marco's had three or four uh, exits, and Erin Ashley Simon, she's, you know, a major advocate for uh, women in gaming and black and Latinx people in gaming. And also, she's just a great personality. She's done a Super Bowl commercial. So we're, we're bringing together a group of really smart, really talented people like Nigel that are like-minded. And so I think that's what people in gaming want. And so far, all I can say is the response from our fans and the people started following Exit. Exit didn't exist before July and we're already, you know, considered a tier one org. And I'd argue we're the fastest org to get there in history. So I think something we're doing is working and connecting with people. But we still got to win on the field. Too, so Greg Selko is the CEO of Exet Gaming. Nigel Sylvester is one of the best BMX riders and extreme athletes in the world. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Thank you, bro. 
On the next Future Sport Podcast, teen brothers who are part of the new generation of traditional sports fans seeing the numbers as the future. When you watch a sports game, your eyes and your brain, I mean, no fault of anyone, but it's just how the human brain works, is very prone to biases. You're more likely to remember some plays over other plays, and it's impossible for the brain to truly depict how valuable a particular play is by a, a given player. That's Aiden and Maxwell Resnick, authors of The Stats Game, on growing up huge sports analytics fans. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by Three Advanced, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com.